Thank you, sir, for the quick introduction and uh, namaste and a very warm welcome on a warm sunny day here in Pondicherry and I am sure it's the same at Goa. The school name is Sunshine, so we'll be talking about all the light and the uh, heat that the sun gives to us, both the inner sun and the outer sun. Just as the outer sun is the source of all life, we shall maybe towards the, as we go through the journey of a child's education, uh, we'll talk about the inner sun that illumines our consciousness, is the light of our intelligence, is the source of all power within us. But uh, first let's start with the, the role of the teacher and what really an educator is. So as the story goes, uh, someone asked, there were three teachers and someone asked uh, one of them, uh, what are you doing here? So the teacher said that, well, I teach children and I equip them to become uh, good citizens. I empower them through various means and uh, degrees and, you know, uh, so that they can become good professionals when they go out. They have a good place, a high place, position. They can earn wealth, livelihood, etc. So he said, that's wonderful. Yes, that's the first necessity for any human being to uh, successfully meet the challenges of life because without it uh, we, we really don't take the next uh, uh, step. So he asked the other teacher, what do you do? So the teacher said, well, I look upon a child as a seed and with various possibilities and capacities. So I help the child develop these capacities for all his possibilities to blossom out and that's my task. And uh, that's of course wonderful because each children comes with number of possibilities and to observe them, to help them grow is a very important task of the teacher. And then he asked, what about the, he asked the third teacher, how about you, sir? And the teacher said, well, I build a civilization. So now you see, there are several levels at which we can understand uh, the, the whole process of education. In ancient India, one of the terms that was used for um, those who were equipped to teach was Dwij. Now this term is... Uh, so we spoke about these three types of teachers. And uh, in ancient India, the term used for a teacher, was it was not so much a degree or other things. It was called a Dwij. So Dwij literally means twice born. So the first birth is what parents give to a child. That means they form their physical body and to an extent... Of course, the child's uh, character, shaping of the personality, it starts at home. But the teacher's task is to give a second birth to the child. So, Dwij is twice born and the second birth is to his psychological being, to his spiritual being if possible. And that's what makes a person complete. So, a teacher's task, when we look at it like this, can be compared to a farmer uh, and we can see all the stages that come into, uh, into the blossoming of a seed. The seed, if I may say so, is cast by the parents. And uh, well, uh, parents cast two kinds of seeds. Many parents don't understand, though you know we are speaking with teachers, but it's important to uh, educate the parents and all of us are parents also. Uh, one is the physical seed of heredity. We all know that. And yes, it plays a role in 
shaping the person's uh, body and to an extent his mind also. But there is another kind of seed and so beautifully conjured in the word conception. So conception is not just a physical process, it's also a psychological process. So unwittingly or uh, sometimes consciously, parents pass on many of their tendencies, their ambitions, their desires. And when the child is in womb, actually that is the first classroom. The first classroom of the child is the womb of the mother. And the role that a mother plays in the child's blossoming development subsequently uh, starts there. Education starts at the very point of conception. And we have these wonderful stories of Abhimanyu. We have stories of Ashtavakra, etc. They are indicative, symbolic stories that, well, uh, the kind of thoughts that a parent has when the child is in the womb, the kind of ambitions, desires, etc. that the parent is passing into a child have a role to play in the subsequent development. Now this seed has to be buried in the soil so the soil of earth nature so soil also must be prepared so there are parents who don't care to really prepare the soil the soil is not just physical body we all of course talk about the physical body of the mother which should be ready before a child is conceived but what we do not talk about is the psychological body of the mother. The mother is not hold, only holding the physical seed and giving it shape. She must be emotionally ready. She must be intellectually ready, well equipped to receive a child, which is nothing but, you know, a kind of a new creation. One of the most, uh, I must say, uh, uh, one of the most challenging activities that ever anyone can take is uh, the activity of motherhood. So this uh, soil being ready and then the seed being cast is a work which is given to the parents. Now, after that, now comes the role of the teachers, which is like a farmer. So, the farmer will, will just see the process of education and, uh, you know, with the five elements, we can compare it. So, the seed must be well rooted in the soil, earth. You can't just throw it uh, casually and believe that a tree will come up. Well, some trees can come up like that, but mostly you need to prepare the soil, dig it deep. And so there are the foundations of education which are important so that the seed is well rooted. These foundations of education itself is a very big subject. And uh, this is what was attempted in ancient times in Gurukul. Gurukul is not what is shown in the movies, but Gurukul, which built a strong foundation of the body, nerves, mind, thinking, emotions, everything. So that when a child comes up, see the deeper you dig the foundation, the higher the building will rise. So this is what was uh, emphasized in ancient times. And this is going to come back because now we are uh, talking more and more about these things. So the foundation must be dug deep and strong on which the seed is um, must must develop. So when a child comes to the uh, to the let's say the kindergarten and the early stages of schooling, it's a time when the foundations have to be dug deep. And if the foundations are only to equip him to get a job and get marks, then that is not deep enough to create. Truly a beautiful human being, which is one of the primary tasks of an educator. So once the foundation is done, then earth also includes the physical body of the child. So things like exercise, food, habits of food, um, uh, how, how to really conduct himself, rest. All this is one of the uh, things which a teacher, both parents should know as well as a teacher uh, there should be classes, something like life skills training, where these fundamental things should be taught to a child. And 
of course children learn a lot by observing their parents at home at the same time the teachers also can speak about some simple things like how to keep the body healthy sufficient space for the body to develop physical education is something which is often ignored in uh, many schools because it becomes too much top heavy and job centric but for instance in shirbindu ashram we have lot of emphasis on physical education because there is a very beautiful phrase by kalidas sharir madhyam khalu dharma sadhanam body is the basis of anything if you want to meditate you need a strong body you can't do it if body is feverish sick dull if you want to exceed in our intellectual activities the body and the brain must be strong uh, similarly for emotions have to be strong the basis of the body must be strong so it's very important for a child to develop suppleness of the body agility of the body swiftness stamina good output now it may sound very paradoxical because conventionally we feel the child goes to school to earn a degree but the child goes to school to develop very strong foundations of his life which is going to develop as a superstructure so earth element represents the physical body and uh, earth element also represents the foundations that we um, put in a child on which a whole superstructure has to be developed uh, we'll come to that uh, if there are questions what really these foundations are uh, one of the fo- foundational element is learning to concentrate now uh, often people ask me that what really helps in success because many people want success whether it's material life whether it's intellectual life whether it's spiritual life the foundational element is concentration and this is what was taught in gurukul in the beginning how to prevent frittering away of energy which uh, we are so accustomed to from whatsapp to gossip to all kinds of things we just throw away energies all the time but to learn to conserve energy to gather it and direct it at will this is a very important element in human life which is missing and uh, overall it comes in the education of what we can call as will because nowadays uh, education has become too much thought centered now thought can be a leader but thought can be a guide but the leader is the human will uh, a person may think about very beautiful things but if the will is weak he cannot really execute it to, so to train the will to learn to concentrate and concentrate on any object Uh, to whatever extent he can see that was what made a difference between arjun and everyone else so he was so focused that when he was shown the tree and you know uh, the bird on the tree and while everybody was seeing the tree and the bird and everything for arjun it was just the eye of the bird so this ability to concentrate externally as well as internally is one of the strongest foundation that we can give to the child this is what was meant originally by the term that in the first phase of life brahmacharya brahmacharya is the ability to concentrate everything towards one goal and not to just waste or throw away energies now it has assumed many different kinds of connotations so next comes after water after the soil the water element so what really is water water is something that provides an initial purification you you throw water on anything we take a bath and it uh, water has such excellent properties of simply giving us an initial scrub it washes away many things not only physical but lot of psychological dirt that we accumulate and water also is the rasa of life the sap of life so there is no life without water so um, water also teaches us to flow so the child is not only to be rooted upon earth he must learn to interact and interchange with the world and there we have to 
slowly bring in this water element like a river it must be strong forceful clear where it has to go just as a river flows towards a sea so this is an example i often use uh, in my talks that we must learn to be like a river so what it means to be like a river the river knows it's where it's coming from the river knows where it has to go and all as that comes in between the river is able to navigate through it because it remembers where it has to go now there is a little story about uh, a very well known famous poet t.s eliot so one day he knocked at a farmer's door because it started raining on the countryside and the farmer asked him three things who are you where are you coming from and where are you going so he's he he said his name he said that you know he's coming from this particular um the suburb and then he said that this is the place i am right now traveling to and the farmer gave him shelter now whole night he kept wondering who am i am i simply this name called ts eliot or am i someone else something else which is deeper he started wondering is my life beginning only with this particular surname this particular family this particular religion this particular you know a household in which uh, i am born and is the aim of my life where am i going is only to you know achieve a kind of uh, temporary transient things and success so he he meditated contemplated upon this and then of course we know that uh, his writings his his poetry his essays are so wonderful because they were the output of this deliberation so the water element means that we must uh, make sure that the life force in a child is strong uh, he should be able to bear a lot and most important the ability to face challenges so this comes very naturally life gives us a number of challenges physical and psychological and a child must be well equipped to face these challenges not only face them but conquer them not only conquer them turn them into opportunity this is something which we learn from judoka that you know judo practices that you use the opponent's strength to throw him down so every difficulty is an opportunity every crisis is a door to liberation and through various means not only naturally uh, when we discuss with children there should be class where we discuss with children what are their challenges sometimes one to one and they must right from beginning their challenges will be very small right now but tomorrow this is what will prepare a child for the bigger challenges this exam is nothing which children face in schools but more much more important is the examination of life they may succeed in all the examinations here but they may fail in the examination of life and we we certainly don't want that we don't want children to uh, get 99.9% grades but as far as life is concerned they become ciphers and zeros so it's important to have a very strong life force like the mighty purifying ganges it should flow or the strong yamuna or the hidden saraswati not a life which is very weak because it weakness is that is uh, you know it leads to all kinds of various uh, violences seeking after pleasure nowadays children are engaged in all kinds of stuff you know they go on to all kinds of sites so people often ask i am uh, of course i am a psychiatrist and i have been with the indian air force for 20 years uh, before taking premature retirement and i have seen that all this violence all this negativity all this kind of self depreciation and children going on to all kinds of sites on to to pubs to casino because they don't get the natural joy which life gives us frankly joy is something given to us we don't really need to seek it from anywhere and anything else but we lose this joy 
For some reason, the life impulse is not able to draw the joy from the environment. And here, one simple exercise which I can suggest, as I said, it's a very vast subject, to learn to draw energy simply by smelling a flower. Many children, they don't know in a school campus uh, or, you know, I often ask this when people come to my office. I said, do you, did you observe the trees on the road? They have not seen the trees. Now, smelling the flower, touching a tree, standing by its side, gazing at the sky. Well, all these are sources of energies that we receive naturally. Of course, don't gaze it too long because then, you know, people are... People refer to a psychiatrist thinking one has gone mad. But to learn to draw energy from everything around. When we look at this world from the point of view of the energy interchange, then we will realize that how much we lose and how much we gain simply in our interaction with the environment. So this is an education which must be imparted to the child. So that is the element of the water. It, it purifies, it strengthens. It makes us move purposefully towards a goal and it makes us develop a kind of healthy interchange with the environment. This is something which a river teaches us that as it goes, it makes the land fertile. So that's why we see all civilizations developed around the river because river is a giver of life. So children should learn to give rather than just uh, acquire, possess, somehow manage to uh, amass and gather. They must be natural givers like a river. And uh, this is something very beautiful about a river. Wherever it goes, it brings life. And all varieties of life it supports. Just like earth also supports all kinds of life. So third element in the hierarchy is uh, Agni Tattva, which is fire. So uh, the seat of fire is of course in the heart. And fire as we know is the light and heat element. Now what does fire do? Fire purifies everything, refines everything, uplifts everything. There is a very beautiful Sanskrit word for fire. It's called Agni. So Agni comes from the root Ag. Ag means Age. Move forward. Move forward. So the urge to progress. The urge to go beyond the limited. The urge to break into new frontiers. Agni is the seat of creativity. That's why it's called in the ancient Vedas as seer will. The will that can bring out new possibilities out of us. Something which is not yet in the framework of, uh, let's say, a book. Not in the framework of uh, our environment, our society. So, Agni element which is in the heart. So, that should be encouraged. And uh, Agni also refines things and purifies things. So, one of the best ways of, of course, refining and purifying nature is art, music and poetry. So, normally, you know, they are things which emerge from the heart. Uh, so training the heart, training the emotions, it's uh, sometimes very saddening to see that children uh, become grown-up adults. They are very intelligent. They can climb high on wings of thought, but they are emotionally so weak. They don't know how to love. So often I say this, that humanity suffers of all the vitamins. It suffers from the lack of vitamin L, which is love. Vitamin F, that is faith. It doesn't have faith in itself. So one is always depending on someone or the other. So this possibility of love, refining love. Now, As children grow up, they have all kinds of relationships and there should be an understanding of what relationship involves. And this love is not only between a man and a woman or a man and a man or whatever else. This love is also our love for creation, love for environment, love for the people who surround our life, the family. And everybody else. So this love element, which is so important, has a great refining power. Unfortunately, uh, because we have not uh, uh, 
attended this fire of love instead of helping us it becomes so much tainted with passions and it tends to drag us down into the abyss so refining these energies through music art poetry here again we must know that well not every music is something which refines just like every dress is not beautiful uh, so the sense of beauty is so important so the sense of beauty is one of the great refiners of human life whether it be in the field of emotions with music so important because nowadays we are flooded with all kinds of music and music that titillates music that excites but it hardly refines uh, so music then art uh, then poetry all this is an important element of education which is um, often neglected simply because education has become performance oriented so people often take out these you know that uh, so many people from a school got 99% or became toppers well toppers on the school okay but not necessarily toppers in life because in real life it's not our just this intelligence which mental intelligence that helps but emotional intelligence spiritual intelligence divine intelligence much more than artificial intelligence artificial intelligence in the hands of a man with only mental intelligence can be devastating artificial intelligence in the hands of somebody with an awakened spiritual intelligence can be beautiful so uh, these are terms which are actually which have come into the public domain now emotional intelligence Uh, spiritual intelligence and of course divine intelligence is my own coining so there are possibilities of human intelligence possibilities of the heart emotions um the the earth for progress always at the end of uh, you know a textbook reading or understanding things children should be asked what do you feel about it now uh, i have learned this from these ikebana artists you know they after arranging a flower they keep the scissor so um, you know the reason is very simple that a master has created something but he knows that maybe somebody else can do it better so it's not something closed they keep the scissor that we can once again somebody else can make it even better so this pursuit of something better the urge for progress and perfection beyond the frames beyond the blues beyond the last horizons is what our children need then they will become not only uh, good family uh, members but uh, not only good citizens of a country but also world citizens and who knows uh, they will one day like you know we hear in ancient time they were embodying the gods uh, so these are the kind of children from the seat of agni agni does this role of purifying uplifting refining and so on and so forth and then we have the vayu uh, element see this is how the hierarchy goes so vayu element relates to thought it's very interesting the 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 jala element largely remains uh, it's about the vital energy the life energy whereas vayu is about thought because water flows within certain limits but the air circulates all over the world so it's so important to um, for them to understand because thoughts are all the time impacting us Uh, even when we do not know about the whatsapp knowledge i remember from one of my early medical days when as an intern i was working with one of my teachers and the cardiologist and all of us as interns went near a patient and the patient was kind of uh, comatose not not fully in coma but uh, almost there 
एंड वन ऑफ अस रिमार्क कैजली इसका तो कुछ नहीं हो सकता यू नो नथिंग मच कैन बी डन अबाउट इट एंड एज वी मूव फर्दर सडनली द पेशेंट एज इफ लाइक ए लास्ट क्राइस एड सर डोंट से दैट एंड देन ई कोलेप्सड सो इट वॉज सच एन आई ओपनर दैट वेल यू नो आवर थाट्स इवन आवर अनकॉन्शियस थाट्स इम्पैक्ट आवर चिल्ड्रेन and all those who are around us so in in medicine uh, when i take classes i speak about uh, you know not to give prognostications prognostications are very dangerous things because i am adding this way or that way so uh, this tendency we don't realize the impact our thoughts have on children and the thoughts of the world the environment in which we live have on children so in the rigveda there is a very famous um, saying let noble thoughts come to us from every side the emphasis is on noble thoughts so how do noble thoughts come children how do they get equipped to understand what is noble thought so this is where the uh going beyond the textbooks to read books which contain uh, thoughts which can completely transform our lives like for me i remember you know reading the bhagavad gita and the mahabharata and even today when people ask me that uh, which psychology textbook is the best and i tell them read the mahabharata you will know all about human nature so but for different people it may be different things uh, works of swami vivekananda of course shirbindo but different people may connect with different books and uh, each one should have his own way of connecting so a library of books which really contains all those uplifting beautiful books when we spend time in their company not just about the course books but when we spend time in the company of all that is beautiful our thoughts automatically become tuned to receiving the beautiful and repelling and discarding all that is ugly low base fallen so this is a very important aspect thought education which means to observe the thought which means making uh, the mind and the brain ready to receive the right kind of thought to transmit the right kind of thought as the buddha says that every thought of love that we send in this world goes around and comes back to us multiplied a thousand fold so every thought that we release in the world has an impact not only upon us we are unfortunately the hub but it also has an impact upon our immediate surroundings and because thought is like air it can travel world over of course today we have uh, understood the medium of uh, internet Uh, through which the thoughts can circulate everything can circulate but thought even otherwise every thought that is strong and powerful and this has very strong possibilities which we have not explored for instance we can consciously make formations when somebody is sick and help in the healing process when we tell a child constantly that you are no good no good then the children begin to almost shape themselves into that role what is called as a negative role playing but when we keep keep telling a child you have beautiful possibilities and well you have this which is very good uh, well the child automatically begins to bring that out so the power of thought and the thought world and in that one more thing which is very important is speech the role of speech speech is the most evolved uh, faculty uh, which we find in the entire process of evolution before speech there is sound and then there is word so sound and word and both are important our sounds the way we speak it carries vibration sound is a vehicle of vibration animals communicate to us uh, they express threat they express love they express uh, various kinds of uh, fear simply by the play of sound and uh, sound is something which is important that's why we hear this famous uh, line that satyam vada 
priyam vada so speak the truth but also speak it in a way that is very pleasant and you know that story of kalidas where he wants two of his disciples to complete his book and um, i think it was abhigyan sakuntalam and he asked one of the disciple look outside and t- describe and so outside there was a tree which was dry and one of the disciples says shushko vraksha tishthati agri it sounds like a very harsh judgment shushka is dry vriksha is tree tishthati standing agre in front of me he is telling the truth but he asked another disciple tell me what do you see the same tree and the disciple says neeras taruvar vilasati purata neeras is he has lost all his rasa so that's why i don't, don't say an old person old so neeras taruvar so what if he is dry he is still a taru taruvar full of youthfulness vilasati he is not standing but he is lording over purata over his own domain so uh, to the art of communication of speech uh, not only spoken word but through our gestures and postures it should be all part of an education curriculum uh, because that's how when children go out uh, they will be a, they will become very helpful citizens in the world i met people who who say well meaning things but the way they say it can sometimes uh, are like darts and worse because uh, if you have a physical injury you can take it out but as we all know the power of words if if it touches and hurts us it takes very long sometimes it never heals so simply how to speak the power of words and their impact we all know and the highest intensity of speech that indian thought had uh, researched i would say and discovered was the mantra so mantra is nothing but ability to lift speech to what levels where simply by uttering a syllable it could have an impact upon us upon our health now there are a lot of researches uh, speaking about how the mantra how music impacts our health our intelligence it develops our intelligence it develops our ability and capacity to think so all this is part of the training of the thought and this is an area which again needs to be emphasized so after the vayu element finally we go back to the origin which is space so space means literally that allow the child the freedom to grow so uh, uh, this freedom is not just physical uh, now it's also psychological but to allow the child to have the freedom we must equip the child how to use the freedom so children must know how to make choices and the consequence of their choices this should be made aware there are no do's and don'ts of life you know that doesn't work because papa is saying because the teacher is saying that doesn't work nowadays and rightfully because children want to understand why should i do what i do so very rationally they should be made aware this is a task which is jointly of the uh, educators in the school of uh, you know the parents in home and the world at large so um, if i meet a child uh, somebody else's child or you know uh, someone else so i do feel that it's a duty to make people aware but for that we must become conscious we must become conscious how certain actions certain choices impact our long term uh, you know uh, consequences that come to us so we should be very made conscious about the choices and through a very rational way that look here if you choose this kind of life 
So if you choose this space, you want to go toward that space, what it's going to uh, do to us uh, through stories, through actual deliberations. And if you choose another kind of life where it's going to lead us. So space is freedom, but freedom without discipline and the power to make choices is meaningless. Because then it's the freedom of the, uh, the vulgar, the freedom of the uh, person who simply, you know, wants to throw away his life. But this freedom is the power to grow into uh, several directions uh, because then we make conscious choices about our life that's why many children are so confused it's so, such a sad thing that they have passed through an entire uh, educational system but they don't know what they are meant to do in fact they just pick up life based on parents society and everything else and then they lament and suffer because something in them is stifled so this ability to choose to stand in conviction with what we choose and have the power to accept that choice to ourselves and then to live it is a great uh, ability uh, which is all included in that space. Space is of course the etheric vibration, the first star of creation. Now if we have done all this, is this the end? Now here comes the last twist or let me put it this way, straightening of the proverbial tale. So we may develop all these in a child, yet why after all? What is the point of all this development? So here comes the sun element. Now all this tree naturally grows towards the sun. Sun for the tree is the source. The tree knows it absolutely instinctively that without sun there are no seasons. Without sun there is no earth. Without sun there is no life. Without sun there is no death either. The whole cycle of life is organized by the sun. The day and night and the seasons and the blossoming of the earth into various things. So sun represents the source. Doesn't matter whether we call it God or call it uh, this name, that name, it's irrelevant. In fact, better we don't call by any name because we must make a distinction. Sun is the spiritual element, but we should understand the difference between spirituality and religion. Religion is about rituals and beliefs, whereas spirituality is about knowing, realizing, making a living contact with the source. This is the difference. Religion asks us to believe and dogmatically believe and it wants us to engage in certain rituals. It's okay, nothing wrong with it. But spirituality makes us form a living bond, a real living contact with the source, the divine element within us, the highest deepest, profoundest, the greatest mystery of existence, the one, the origin, doesn't matter whatever name or no name we may call. But it is important to always for a child to understand and for all of us that there has to be a source and an origin. And this source and origin cannot be multiple. There cannot be one source for the table, another for my thinking, another for feeling. That Those days are gone when we taught things in this way, in a disconnected way. But now we are entering a time when we need to teach things in a, uh, uh, with, with the sense of connectedness of the whole world and universe. And the sense of connectedness, unity or oneness can only come on the basis of the one. And this one is not the God of religions. We all know what God of religion does. This one cannot be through an ideology which tries to force Unity by uniformity. This one is the one which is at the basis of all things which ancient civilization said so beautifully in India. Ekam sad vipra bahuda vadanti. There is but one truth, one reality. And the wise call by many names. They, they refuse to give any particular name. 
if they give a name, they use the word Parabrahman, beyond everything. Parameshwar, the Lord who is beyond. So it's not a religious connotation. It's about that which is the origin and all our development is meaningless if it is not, it does not help us to connect with the source. So to connect with the source, to become its channel, instrument upon this world so that this world can become a better place, a harmonious place, a healthy place, a beautiful garden is the ultimate task of the educator. And in this we need to understand it's a whole matrix in which education operates. It's neither the teachers alone nor the parents alone. There is the social context in which children live, the age in which they are, they are living. We need to take all that into cognizance and we need to understand that each um, child living in a certain context has a unique background before him. So that's why it's so important for children to be connected deeply with the culture in which they have developed. And culture is not just a civilizational value of today. Culture is something which has, what really is culture? It's the highest, the noblest, the best thoughts and aspiration of a people. And every nation, nation state is of course born more recently, 200-300 years. But every land has its own unique culture. India has its culture of rishis, munis and then several um, kinds of things that got mixed and it's important to understand it. So that culture, the best in that must be brought to appeal before the child and children must understand that this is a context, this is the matrix in which they grow. It's not like disconnected beings they have to grow. So these are some of the crucial elements of education. Uh, there are three most important uh, elements in educating. One is uh, to know that nothing can be taught in the sense you can't implant a new tree when the seed is something else. The seed has its possibility, they have to be brought out. So we have to ensure that when the tree is growing, at every stage the tree needs or the sapling needs, when the sapling is small, you need to make a fence around it. But when the sapling grows, you need to remove the fences. So for each stage, each season, just as for each season, there is a proscription and a prescription about life. Same way, at every different stages of a child, we have uh, different ways of dealing with a child. But fundamentally, the seed is important. And it's important because each child is unique in a way. So there are ch we can't put all the plants together. One of the first lessons that... Uh, you know, uh, people who have plants understand that some plants are indoors, some plants are outdoors, some need more sun, some need less water. Uh, just as, you know, uh, those who have a fish aquarium, they understand that not all fishes gel together. So if you have a potpourri of fishes, all of them may die. So when we put all children pell-mell together uh, in a classroom, just because they, they have been, you know, the parents have paid money, then actually it's a great disservice because we, uh, we standardize what cannot be standardized, that is human nature. And that's why there, there was in ancient times uh, emphasis on swadharma. In, in the Shiobindu Ashram school, we have free progress system where each child's unique aspects are taken into consideration. So while we need to have classrooms where we'll, we'll have uh, a larger section, it's important also to have small little groups where each child is a different unique type. So this is an important element in education. 
So nothing can be taught from outside, but what is within has to be brought out. So this is important. Children are not going through a machine after which we, they come out in a standardized way. Uh, that's how we see in the 60s the revolt came. Uh, Pink Floyd famous song, uh, We Want No Education. You know, because everybody was coming out as with white collar and wearing a tie and, you know, uh, going in a car and getting down with a driver. <laughs> what a foolish, uh, you know. Um, over simplistic view of life so they must bring out their own deepest possibility nothing can be taught but everything can be brought out the word education means educe to bring out uh, the second principle is the influence it's not just what we are teaching but our words what we are that has an impact i still remember my 5 year old now he is of course uh, 30 uh when we ask him what's your first impression of your kindergarten all that he remembers is one little teacher and why because she used to wear a beautiful rose on a jacket so this beautiful rose has stuck into his mind so even the sense of color the dress everything has an impact upon the child the influence of our own nature our being when a parent is angry when a teacher is angry uh, it all has an impact upon the child we inject that anger fear into the child and of course when we are in peace with ourselves when we are happy when we are smiling cheerful it has an impact so influence and then of course the living example this is something which is very much missing in today's times and um, that's why children take to the false heroes the false heroes are the cricket stars and the film stars because they are not real heroes they are uh, i mean we all know no some of them may be in real life but most of them are not heroes in real life so they need to have role models and that role models can best come if there is a person who is living like that through the stories of those who have passed before us teach them about you know the life of the great ones re- even recently with whom they can connect uh, you know abdul kalam his life is so inspiring uh, the other person nayar on whom this movie is based rocketry is so inspiring in the field of science in the field of art in the field of literature expose them to those great ones who how they led their life kalidas how he really received knowledge valmiki how he was a brigand and that brigand turns into one of the greatest authors of all time becomes such a sensitive human being undergoes this transformation so they are the role models which uh, through the stories of the great ones uh, the those who have set an example before us both from past as well as uh, you know the recent generation they become like a beacon light so uh, one of the things that i engage in is writing books so i have authored some about 10 books one of them is eternal feminine it's all about the women characters in ancient india who are like an example draupadi brings down a whole empire because injustice has been done sita who is alone and strong strong by that aloneness her real character comes out she doesn't carry any bitterness towards her husband who has abandoned her but she brings up the two children so beautifully to become beautiful beings so that is called empowerment so when these examples are placed before children they truly will go in grow into uh, what their true potential is so education in the end uh, the definition uh, to educe or bring out that which is the best the highest in a human being and to put it at the service of the noblest cause so this is a very broad uh, framework a kind of overview um uh, i would be happy if there are some questions uh, uh, please uh, most welcome yes please
Yes, so that's a very, very valid point, and this is a problem we have everywhere. So, of course, there are two ways of approaching it. One is, of course, um, the the interaction with the parent. Most of the schools do have parent-teacher meeting, and I'm sure your school has it too. So, during parent-school meeting, teachers meeting, it should not be just simply the uh, performance of a child or the behavior in the class, but um, also. Uh, you know how they would like to engage in a child shaping up so parents should become participant uh, stakeholders rather than simply those who have given a money and they have to receive a product uh, this uh, this kind of mentality must break so one of the things that i had done in one of the schools with which i was involved from the inception long back in bangalore uh, was to uh, kind of ask the parents to fill a kind of report on the child on certain dimensions and these dimensions were things like generosity kindness <laughs> courage intuitive sense and many parents were suddenly at loss and they asked uh, that sir why do you want us to fill out this report card i said because we want your children to grow into beautiful human beings and not just be labeled as a percentage 99% and 98% what do you want and they would come up yes sir it's a good idea they had not even cared to observe in children certain things so i do believe that schools must implement something like this well the word must not be taken as must must <laughs> in the sense that it's just a suggestion that there should be at least once in 3 months or 6 months a kind of assessment uh, from the parents and we should give what they should look for in a child is the child developing certain qualities and you know there are list of about 12 qualities which which um, you know i i give perseverance patience you know goodwill um, the ability to endure equanimity endure when there is suddenly you know ac shutdown how does a child respond because these are things which are going to be very helpful is the child caring now these are the things which will ultimately help the child grow so parents must understand they are not going to be just witness they should be on the board and uh, of course if they are too much on the board there is a problem because then they want to run the school that obviously cannot be done and uh, well most parents unfortunately what you say is true they are interested in just getting a finished product that they conceive that's where the problem of conception comes in and that's why in ancient times in gurukul uh, once the child went into the school parent interference was not allowed this was one of the ways that they could ensure that the child goes through a process because teachers know what uh, you know their task is much more difficult and challenging so still there would be some parents possibly who are conscious to make them conscious so this was the second way of involving them the third way was that we used to take out some kind of a uh, monthly uh, not a pamphlet exactly because the pamphlet uh, word carries very different connotations but you know certain little stories now normally schools take out a magazine once in a year and see with what charm people look into it but what i normally suggest is a four or six page pamphlet once a month or once in three months goes like a veiled suggestion certain beautiful things a little beautiful thought here a little beautiful story small little story and then slowly it does the work of awakening so that the parents understand that child is not going to become a 99 percentage he may become that but that's not the important part so this way they will become more and more conscious still there would be some you can't help it this society is composed of you know as i said it's a social milieu and matrix in which we live and it's a much bigger problem which has to be addressed through a universal education but that's a different aspect altogether but what we can do is 
to make them understand that you are a participant stakeholder not simply uh, you are going not going to send a child and receive a finished product with your no role of yours second during parent teachers meeting to make them more conscious uh, third to send them let them prepare their own report but only on aspects of emotional education on higher uh, education like can a child concentrate etc etc we do observe in the classroom but they should also because then they begin to think along those lines and yes third through a small little uh, maybe a magazine four or six pages pamphlet through which uh, every month or every three months this task can be given to a parent who is conscious and willing to do it uh, that the parents can receive some beautiful thoughts from all over and that's going to change them slowly but in a much more solid way yes yeah. yes yes otherwise they will undo in 18 hours what you are trying to do in 6 hours most parents do undo it that's a sad fact and i completely understand and fully empathize with what you are saying because i have been a teacher myself and know this uh, this problem yes thank you so happy may your school literally fulfill the word sunshine may it shine and all the children radiate the deeper light within and become very wonderful uh, you know seeds of light in this whole world thank you so much okay